Who told you that you were naked? That is the question God asked that confronted Adam and Eve's mixed emotions of fear and shame as a result of the disobedience. Notice God didn't ask, why are you hiding? Or why are you fearful? But rather, who told you that you were naked? Today, we're focusing on our thoughts, specifically the negative ones that tend to hold us captive and hold us back from seeing progress in our life. We're going to focus primarily on what we tell ourselves and the lies we believe about ourselves and how to break free from our toxic thoughts. Allow me to welcome you into a new episode of That's the Truth. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number eight of That's the Truth. Thank you for tuning in. I am delighted to have you in. Thank you for joining. I am Jay Gallegos, and I hope that our time together will encourage and inspire you to grow. I want to help you get one step closer in your journey and further along in becoming who God has intended you to be so you can be effective and make an impact in every area of your life, whether it be spiritually and leadership, or if you're simply trying to become a better follower of Jesus. If you're a first-time listener, here's what you can expect. We drop an episode bi-weekly in the form of a teaching the first Friday of every month, followed by a guest later in the month. And occasionally we have some bonus content, so keep an eye out for that. You can also find more content like this in my blog, inspired2inspired.org. That's inspired, the number two, inspired.org. And hey, I want to thank everyone who has taken time to listen, provide feedback, and has shared the podcast on social media. That means so much to me and really helps extend the reach of the podcast. So I really appreciate that. If you're wondering, this podcast is all about personal growth, spiritually, in a very practical way, based on the Word of God, so we can become what God has intended us to be, one step at a time. And as you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. However, We must also be doers of the word because faith without works is dead. We must put into practice what we learn. That means that persistent faith and consistent works together ultimately leads to becoming. That means change for our life. Persistent faith and consistent works, change happens in the middle of that process. By becoming who God has created us to be, we'll impact everything we do and make a difference in this world. Well, hey, today we're focusing on our thoughts and our negative thoughts that tend to hold us captive and hold us back from seeing growth in our life. We're going to focus on what we tell ourselves and the lies that we believe about ourselves and how to break free from those toxic thoughts. I want to remind you that the negative self-perception hinders our growth and keeps us from reaching our greatest potential. The negative self-talk also keeps us from fully honoring God with what he has entrusted us with. So let's jump right into today's topic. I want to share with you in Genesis chapter 3, we see here the fall of man and the introduction of sin through disobedience. In verse 1, we see the serpent that proposes a question and plants the seed of doubt that unraveled everything. And he asked the woman Eve, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. We see the serpent persisting with the doubt and the lies here with what he says next. And he, and he says, you will not certainly die. 
God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And in verse 6, the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. At this point, we see them experience shame and fear for the first time. So they hid and covered themselves with coverings that they made of fig leaves. And at this point, as soon as they're introduced to this sin and disobedience, now their innocence is taken from them and they hide and they're fearful and they're shameful. And they believe the lies over the law of God and their innocence was taken from them. The woman shifted in this moment, her focus away from what God had said, now to what she could not touch. She focused on something she did not have. Doubt was planted and it set root in her heart. The lies that they believed now all of a sudden changed their behavior. The lies that they believed changed their behavior, all because they were exposed to a lie. Very similar to today. We have all been exposed to different types of lies. These lies may come from current culture, from our childhood past, or how we were raised. It could also come from our own emotional instability. It could even come from a very negative comment someone made about us, and somehow that got implanted into our subconscious, and we believed it, and we lived it. These lies may already be normalized in our life by now, and we may not even be aware of it. What type of lies are we talking about here? Some of these things are unsaid, but they're very understood. Something, for example, like you need money in order to be happy. You need that fancy car or that specific type of house in order to stand out and stand out above everyone else and stand out above the rest. That's important. You may have heard lies or understood lies that you have to treat yourself to something nice in order to feel good or feel better about yourself. You have to spend a large amount of money on yourself and in order to feel good. You will feel less depressed or less sad or lonely if you eat more comfort food. Honestly, I'm a little guilty about that myself. And in times where I feel a bit stressed and overwhelmed and I have the tendency to reach out for something a little sugary or what we call comfort food, and we're drawn into these lies. You can drown out your pain or problem with an addiction of your choice. Maybe that sounds familiar. Or maybe you need medication in order to sleep or to have more peace of mind. You have to have dependency on that medication in order to have peace in your life. This comes from standard culture or ideas that have been manipulated into a, a normal living or a normal lifestyle. They've been adopted into a normal way of living. These thoughts alter our decision-making ability. When we are exposed to these types of lies, we tend to believe these lies. Then they begin to control and to change our behavior. This mentality makes us shift our focus to what we are lacking instead of being grateful for what we do have and in the season of life we currently find ourselves in. Let me tell you, these types of lies tend to infiltrate our thoughts and our mind. A very powerful quote by Craig Rochelle says, Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. 
And just so you know, the devil cannot destroy you. So what does he do? He will distort your thoughts, causing you to be distracted so you can self-destruct. But John 8.44 reminds us that he is a father of lies. Focusing on these lies will eventually keep us from doing the will of God in our life. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Maybe at some point you have told yourself, I'm just not good enough. Or maybe you've told yourself or you've become convinced that I don't have what it takes. Or I'm not perfect enough. Or maybe you've told yourself that I could never accomplish that. I can't be used by God. I've messed up one too many times. Maybe you've repeated to yourself one too many times that I am never going to reach that place that God wants for me. These are the negative thoughts that hold us back. They keep us captive in mediocrity and normalcy. We cannot forfeit over our mind and let ourselves be limited by our own negative thoughts. Allow me to remind you once again, we cannot forfeit control over our mind and let ourselves be limited by our own negative thoughts. Proverbs 23.7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Gideon responds in a very similar way in Judges 6.15. We see that his response to God, and he says, But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. I don't know where he got this idea from, but at some point, this became part of his subconscious and part of his belief system, and in his mind, it was engraved. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. He had a very bad perception of himself and of his people. And his response was, we are the weakest and I am the least. But God's response, watch this. He simply said, I will be with you. Our strongest thoughts are exposed by our behaviors. Let me say that one more time. Our strongest thoughts are exposed by our behaviors. Our greatest temptations begin in our thoughts. Then they lead to sinful behaviors. James 1.14 puts it this way, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Our decisions and behaviors are the result of our strongest thoughts. Our decisions and our behaviors are the result of our strongest thoughts. That means that our behaviors are the fruit from what was planted in our thoughts, whether that be truth or maybe a false narrative. So we have to pay attention to where, to what's going on in our minds and what we think about the most. What is going on in our mind that we're thinking about more frequently? Is it truth or is it a false narrative? Because that is going to bear the fruits of our behaviors. Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end is the way of death. Be aware of what you spend thinking about the most. What do, you, what do you think about the most? And be aware of those things. How do we break free from these toxic thoughts? That is the big question today and something that I want you to think about. How do we break free from these toxic thoughts? We need change in our life and a change of mind in how we think, a new perspective of ourselves and how we perceive what is in front of us and what is ahead of us. 
Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what, what God's will is, good, pleasing, and perfect will. It may be that we have stepped out of Egypt, but Egypt is still in our heart and in our mind. Maybe you have decided to quit a strong addiction that has had you captive for a long time or for many years, but now you still deal with the urge and the temptation and the cravings. Maybe you recently gave your life to Christ, but you still deal with the habits of your previous lifestyle. Change in our life happens by taking back control of our thoughts, not necessarily by simply targeting the behavior. We have to get to the root of the problem and why the behavior is there. So change in our life happens by taking back control of our thoughts. That's where you're going to find the root. You cannot target the behavior alone, but you have to get to the root, which is originally in the thought process. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In order to break free from toxic thoughts, we must confront and replace the lies with truth. The lies must be confronted, and they have to be replaced with the truth. Jesus gives us the perfect example of how to combat the temptations, the lies, and the negative thoughts that try to settle in our mind. The answer is with the truth. That is the word of God. The lies must be confronted with the truth. The lies must be confronted and replaced with the word of God. In the desert, Jesus was tempted, and every time he responded, and he referred to the word, it is written. John 16, he says, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And in Genesis chapter 3, that we've been analyzing and digging into, we see the relationship between God and mankind tainted by the disobedience, and we see the introduction of sin. Their eyes were opened, and they felt ashamed and, and fear for the first time. They covered themselves with fig leaves, and they hid when they heard the voice of God among the garden. But here's what I want to focus on today, and this is what I want you to analyze and really think about. Allow it to set into your heart. In verse 11, God proposes a very powerful question. He didn't focus on the fear. He didn't focus on why they were even hiding. But the second question of three that he makes to them, he asked them, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? Think for a moment of the thoughts that hold you back the most. What do you tell yourself the most? And I want to ask you today, who, who, who told you? How did that thought get in? Where did that idea come from? Who, who told that about you? How did you become convinced of that lie? Who told you that you were incapable? Who told you that you're not good enough? Or who told you that you are worthless? Who told you that you don't have what it takes? Who told you that you can't defeat depression and anxiety? 
Who told you that you have to live in loneliness and seclusion? Who told you, how did you become convinced that you had to become addicted to medication in order to have peace in your life? The lies must be confronted with the truth. And the lies, once they're confronted, they have to be replaced with the truth, which is the word of God. And allow me to share with you some powerful scriptures that that can set into your heart and in your mind, and they can be engraved and you can repeat them. And Psalms 42.5 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquitted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. Romans 8.37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. At the beginning of Psalms 91, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. John 8, 31 and 32 says, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What really counts is what God says about us, what He says that we are. We are who He says we are. And I want you to ask yourself this question today. Who told you? Think about the thoughts. Think about that negative thought that really is frequent and becomes too obvious in your mind and, and, and way too often in your heart. How did that thought get there? Who told you? How did you become convinced of that? That is the very same question that God proposed to man that day when sin was introduced to them. He asked him, who told you that you were naked? They were originally made perfect in his image. Everything was, was perfect. They were unaware of this. It wasn't a bad thing. They were created perfectly in his image. But then when doubt set in and sin was born, now all of a sudden shame and fear of, of the image that they were created in, all of a the sudden they, they felt that they needed to cover up. And God asked him, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that about yourself? How did you become convinced of that lie? Replace the lies with the truth. Philippians 4, 8 and 9 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Friends, remember, replace the lies with the truth. Repeat these powerful scriptures. Allow it to set into your mind and into your heart. Stay close to God. Stay connected. You are not alone. You are loved, you are chosen, you are called. He is for you, and he blesses are going in, and he blesses are going out, and he's with us in every moment. Do not believe the lies, do not let them set into your heart and into your mind. Rather, replace them with the truth. Be bold enough to ask yourself, who told you? How did that thought get into your mind? Who told you that you were naked? Replace the lies with the truth, and the Word of God is going to put peace in our life that surpasses all understanding.
And this is where we have our hope. And if you notice, Genesis 3 verse 21 says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. He didn't let them stay in their shame. He didn't let them live in their fear. He didn't let them live behind the lies and the reason why they were covered behind the fig leaves. He didn't let them stay in that condition. He didn't let them stay in that situation. It's very similar to how the father of the prodigal son covered him as soon as he came back home, as soon as he came back and he saw him from afar. The first thing that he did is he loved him. He loved on him. He hugged him and he kissed him and he brought the best robe and he covered him because he didn't let him, he didn't allow him to be covered in that same filth in the same clothes that he was wrapped in. He covered him. He took care of him. And that's what, that's the same thing that God does with us. And that is where we have our hope. And that's why I love Psalms 91, because it says, he, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And if we're covered by God, we are covered under his peace. We are covered under his presence. We are covered under his shadow. And he is the one that puts peace in our life. We don't have to live behind shame. We don't have to live behind lies. We don't have to live behind what comment or some degrading comment that someone said about us at some point. We don't have to live behind the self-consciousness. We don't have to live behind the fig leaves. We can live and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Why? Because he has covered us the same way that he covered Adam and Eve with garments of skin, and he clothed them the same way he has covered us with his blood, he has covered us with his forgiveness, he's covered us with his grace, his mercy, and that, my friends, is where our hope comes from. We're covered by Jesus, we're covered in his hope, we're covered in his grace and his mercy. Hey, I want to thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would love for you to subscribe and, hey, receive a big warm welcome to the family. Also, you could help us reach others by leaving a good rating and leaving a review or sharing it on social media. That would mean so much to me. In the meantime, I would love to connect with you. In the description below, you will find some links. You can also visit the blog page where you can find more helpful content like this. That's inspired2inspired.org. Inspired, the number two, inspired.org. And you can find that link also in the description below. For now, continue moving forward in the direction God is leading you. Continue taking steps closer and becoming who God has intended you to be so you can be impactful in every area of your life. God bless, and we'll see you on the next one.